Brothers and sisters, happy or blessed Palm Sunday as the Lord is entering Jerusalem. This most holy of weeks is opening. We've been journeying together these last couple of days, weeks of Lent, and we're now in it. We're now in the sacred week. Um, the liturgy, when it's celebrating, is opening us to a dimension in the heart of God, uh, where God is given particular graces this week. So let us really enter into and maybe hear those words of the Lord in the gospel to come apart and rest a while from the busyness of life. And I just want to speak today on that, those words from the Lord, a word that is still addressed to us by Jesus. And it's based on St. Manuel, his, his own looking into the gospel and hearing these words in the gospel, the way Jesus interacts with the disciples. He's seeing that as, a, as really a, a model for how Jesus interacts with us from the monstrance, from the Eucharist, from the tabernacle, to hear in the Eucharistic heart of Jesus these same words, follow me, you know, rise. He told the disciples, rise, pick up your mat and walk, you know, rise out of, of, of your paralyzed state, you know. Um, and then these words rest a while. And he says, not always is it movement that the heart of Jesus commands, the same Jesus that says, rise, walk, and follow me, also instructs his followers, rest a while. How interesting are the teachings offered by these rests of the gospel and the occasions on which they took place. Sometimes the order is given after a day of many miracles and much praise. At other times, amidst the tiredness and difficulties which were present or the painful persecutions. So it just shows you that God calls us to rest um, for different reasons, different contexts in our life, that sometimes we go through these same things. So we read in the Gospels, we see the mirror for our life and the way that Jesus relates in the Gospel, that it's timeless. It's a timeless way in which how he would relate to us in these situations. What does that mean? Why does he command rest before and after big triumphs of his mercy or over, sorry, of, of his mercy over our misery? The rest a while which precedes or follows great evangelical actions is a laborious rest. It is to remain still with one's eyes, ears, feet and hands in order to be freed of bodily activity so as to concentrate with the soul to see, hear and give our soul more entirely to God. How well we can see God with our closed eyes, without seeing the faces of friends or enemies, without being distracted by the beauty of the earth or the ugliness of disturbing actions. And how well we can listen to God with closed ears, not allowing noises or any kinds of praises to reach the soul. And how well we can feel God in our soul when with a firm will and a docile understanding, we say to our feelings, ideas, affections, illusions, memories, dreams, get behind me. My soul is now with God. Those are beautiful words. <laughs> to shut the world out. Um, so that you could be with God, so that you could go back into the world, fully recharged, bring in his love. But but really, to really close our eyes. Sometimes we might be in adoration, looking at everything, you know, people, we, books, you know, and the, all that takes up mental energy. And, and, and so it's just to really be in the habit, just close your eyes. Just get accustomed to just really focusing that the Lord is there. And shut yourself up with God. I mean, what, what more beautiful thing there is than to shut yourself up with God? It's, it's so beautiful. And it feels so good to see, hear and experience God frequently in the soul. The apostles whom he told to rest had the good fortune to see, hear and experience Jesus, their God, at all times. But it was also necessary to see, hear and experience him alone without the appreciative crowds, the sick people or the persecutors. It is to see him alone in solitude. 
That is the rest a while of the Gospels. And that is also the rest a while of the tabernacle for the souls that seek the company of his love. So he says, you know, the Gospel, the disciples were with Jesus, but they had these privileged moments of being alone with him, away from all the busyness of the activities. And, and Christ wants to do the same with each one of us. It is fine to spend days wing places, crossing rivers, visiting towns and knocking at doors in search of souls to bring to your tabernacles. It is fine to shorten your hours of sleep in order to work longer, but go and rest a while before your tabernacle, before the start and end of your day, to be with God alone, to be before the tabernacle with eyes, ears, memory, imagination and thoughts close to the outside. There you'll feel him come to you. And if you remain still, you will hear him speak to you. And if he doesn't seem to speak, you will notice later when you are back at your work that he did actually speak or left you with something. That is, that is really important because sometimes you go to adoration prayer, we don't feel anything. We don't hear anything necessarily in those moments of dryness or we have no real movements of heart. Our hearts feel like rock. <laughs> um, but when we leave, something happens. We realize that we were with him. I had a great conversation with another fellow Dominican brother today, wonderful brother, and we were speaking about prayer and, you know, and, and, and we were just both saying that, you know, it could be tough going to pray. And he was just saying, though, that even though at times prayer is so tough that if he didn't do it, <laughs> you know, he'd feel like sometimes really missing and things are off. So something does happen in prayer, even if you don't always feel it. And this was like Mother Teresa, you know, she lived in a great dark and she felt God wasn't there. And yet she prayed so much every day and she got strength and joy from it. So it's something mysterious. Prayer changes us, never leaves us the same. So those moments of rest before the tabernacle will serve to help you appreciate very clearly God's part and your part in your work and in your dominant affections, in the zeal of virtue with which you are endowed. May the Lord bless you.